We work hard, we play hard. We are gamerpreneurs. Individuals who have chosen to give up the security of a nine to five in favor of getting to set our own hours, of doing the work that we want to do, and we refuse to give up the hobby that we grew up with in order to quote, grow up. We have learned countless laws of life and sales from the games that we play, and we excel in everything we do. We see the wonder and glory in every interaction. We fit in awkwardly with the rest of the world because they don't understand our quirkiness, and we wear it as a badge of pride. We are focused, clear, and know what we want. We are gamerpreneurs, and we are taking over the world. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Gamerpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Bradford Carlton. Today, I have a very special guest with us. We have a speedrunner in the house. Everybody, welcome. LP Soldier 0303. How's it going, LP? Hey, how's it going, man? I am fantastic. It's a beautiful day in Las Vegas, as you can tell by the sun on my face in the video. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, I do everything I can to block this out. There was always sun on me. I did some recordings <laughs> this morning, too, and the other window had sun on me, so... <laughs> just gotta find a different room in the house, I guess. How about yourself? Where are you at? Uh, Jersey, Jersey. So it's uh, it's cold and dark. <laughs> That's not as fun. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. All right. So LP, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um. So uh, I'll give age. I'm I'm in my early thirties. Um, Rock been, on, right there with you. Heck yeah. I've uh, been playing games uh, my entire life. I can't remember a time where I didn't, and I'm sure we'll get to that at some point. Um, that's, that's all, that's a lot of it. Um, I'm a, I'm a, as you can tell by the shirt and, and the name, I'm a giant Lincoln Park fan, um, that has guided most of my life. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I love, I love streaming, love playing games, uh, love hanging out with people. So. Fantastic. We're going to get into all of that real soon here. First, I always start every interview with the same question. Um, uh, you actually know one of the uh, people I've already interviewed before. So, so you may know what this question is, but on a scale of one to 10, uh, 10 being high, how weird are you? Um, and I'm going to give a somewhat similar answer to her. Um, it depends. So I would say I'm traditionally rocking around a five or a six, right? But depending on my surroundings. So if I have friends with high energy or something like that, or, or if I'm doing something with high energy, I can probably bounce that up to like an eight. Um, but I would say I hover around a five or a six. Okay, what makes you weird then? Um, I think it's my sense of humor. Um, sometimes it can be very dumb, um, very almost impractical jokery. Um, and then sometimes it could be dark, almost like a Jim Norton or like a Bill Burr. Um, I think that's the, or I could just say like, just like really dumb, random things. Um, just to kind of, if someone's silent, I'll just make some random noise just to pop everything back up. All right. So I, okay. So I want to make sure I had the right question for you because I, I've made special questions just for you because you're actually a speed runner. Is that correct? I am. Yes. All right. What, what do you play? Um, actively it's Resident Evil 7. Okay. And why'd you choose that one? So, um, long story short, um, when the demo came out for that game, um, it was right, I don't, I don't want to say right after, but it was, it was shortly after there was a, a, a lull in horror games after the demise of Silent Hills um, and the birth of PT. Um, this game kind of came out of left field uh, at uh, E3 2016. 
and um and i'm a big resident evil fan and i saw the trailer i was like oh my god i didn't have a ps4 at the time my roommate had one so we downloaded the demo and we played it over and over and over again because we were trying to find secrets that seemed to exist like how they did in pt where it's very cryptic um and we ultimately didn't find anything um but they did later on they they had patched the demo a few times after release um and they added some stuff to it um but i got like enthralled by the game um i bought a ps4 specifically for it um even though it wasn't a ps4 exclusive but that demo was um and then i got the game and i would play it and then I would beat it and I'd go, let me do it again. And then my times, because there's an in-game timer at the end, my times would start dropping. And at one point I had gotten under two hours. And I was like, this game took me 12 hours to beat. Now I'm doing it under two. Um, and then a buddy of mine, um, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the YouTube channel, The Wolf Den, um, but uh, Bob from The Wolf Den had sent me a message and he's like, hey, look, like your time is actually like really good for speedrun.com. And I was like, oh, I didn't really think of that. And I just kind of started playing it over and over again, took a break. And then this last year, I picked it back up and went full force into it. And there was just something about it. It just pulled me in and I wanted to keep playing it over and over and over again. That's incredible. So you weren't like really expecting to become a speedrunner. It just is something that happened by virtue of you enjoying a game. Kind of. Like I had always wanted to. Like I would watch GDQs. Um, for those who don't know, um, games done quick, uh, awesome games done quick. Um, and um, and I would always I'd always think I'm like ah, oh, there's kind of like a there's, there's got to be a game that I want to play, right? And I, I had toyed with doing like Super Ghouls and Ghosts. I had toyed with doing. Um, oh, you're hardcore, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I had toyed with doing um, the remake of Devil May Cry because I was really into that, or the reboot, whatever DMC. Um, and I was like, oh, maybe I'll do that. And then I just kind of fell into RE7. Okay. So how did you first start getting streaming then? Um, there was a few things. There was a few people. Um, you've interviewed her before, uh, Navi. I had watched her. Um, and that kind of kind of started rolling the ball on it a little bit. Um, and then there's another streamer by the name of Runebi. I would watch her a lot. And, and it would pass the time and I would go, oh, I feel like this is something I could do too. Um, and then again, the, the Wolf Den, who I mentioned, um, I've known them for a really long time and he was really, uh, uh, Bob from the Wolf Den was really um, instrumental in helping me set up everything. Um, he designed some of the artwork that's on my channel. Um, so just, just by virtue of knowing them and seeing them, it kind of made me go like, I, I, I definitely feel like this is something I could do. Okay, that's wonderful. So um, you currently stream? Mm-hmm. Okay. And what makes your stream unique? What, what makes you a little different than everybody else? Um, I think a lot of people want to be like the, the, the big leagues. So they want to be like, you know, Dr. Disrespect and Ninja. And I, and I, and I say no disrespect to them, um, but they are kind of like a character, right? Um, and to me, the, the streamers that have always been really fun to watch and entertaining to watch that make me want to keep watching them is just them being themselves. Um, there's a, uh, speedrunner by the name of Arcus. Um, he traditionally does like NES, uh, speedruns. Um, he's a very goofy looking guy, right? He's got a cowboy hat and a big mustache. Um, and he's always, he's just, he's so good at Batman for NES. It's like disgusting. Um, and, and, the, and, but he's being himself. Like he's a little goofy, but you can tell it's like him. 
And, and that's something that I try to do on, on my stream is like, you're not going to get some weird character. I might be goofy and weird one night, but the other night I might just be like normal. And, and you get an idea of who I am as a person regularly. Okay. So you're just being yourself. Yeah. Wonderful. Okay. Now how is speed running different from say a typical streamer? Um, one thing is, uh, you're going to constantly see the same game over and over again, whether you like it or not. Um, so if, if you go into someone's channel and they're playing a game that you have no interest in, well, sorry, but you're probably going to be seeing that game, uh, weeks and months and years in, um, where occasionally they'll stop and play something else. Um, that's kind of the thing is, is, um, is really focusing on one game. I know there are other runners and I plan on eventually moving to other stuff. Um, but there are runners who do like to play other games to kind of, you know, uh, step away from, from that specific speed run of that specific game. Um, but that's the thing is, is the, the thing is, is playing one specific game over and over again, where it just kind of becomes part of your persona. Okay. Now you said, um, speedruns.net, right? Speedrun.com. .com. Okay. So where are you at then in the world? I am in fourth place in, uh, it's a specific category. It's uh, new game plus any percent. So with new game plus, that means uh, as you play the game, you'll unlock specific items. So you'll get uh, an overpowered gun, you'll get infinite ammo, stuff like that. Um, and then any percent means you don't have to collect all of the items. You don't have to get story beats. Like there's specific um, notes you have to read throughout the game. That's considered 100%. Um, with any percent, you just need to get from beginning to end in the fastest time possible. That's fantastic. Now, how close are you away from uh, the world record? Um, the last time I checked, I have a 129. And I believe the record holder is Ross Rossi, who just recently took the time from, uh, he was a console runner, and then he took the time from the PC runners as well. Ross is, uh, he's, a, he's a buddy of mine, and he's insanely good at the game. Um, but I want to say it's only a, I want to say about two minutes or so. Well, that's incredible. That's just such yeah. a small difference. I mean, you said the first time you played it, it took you 12 hours, and here you are at less than an hour and a half and you're like, I need two more minutes. Yeah, right, that's all I need. Um, I'm checking now, actually it's, it's, it's less than, oh, it's about two minutes. So my, my current time is fourth. I have a 129.40 um, and Ross has a 128.56. So that just goes to show you how close it really is. Wow, that's yeah. almost just a minute. Yeah. Wow, that's insane. Yeah. So, um, you know, you mentioned you took a break before. Have, have you found that if you take a break, you kind of, you, you lose something? Kind of like how an athlete, if they, they stop training, they kind of lose a little bit. You do. Um, it, it definitely does happen. And you'd be also surprised how much of it kind of still sits in the back of your head, like laying dormant, um, where you'll not play the game for a while. And, and when, you, when you start speedrunning a game, um, you start to notice the way you excuse me, the way you play, the way, the way your thumbs move, the way you grip the controller, it's very different than how you would play a game casually. Um, once you start playing that game again after a break, it's so weird how your hands just naturally do what they used to do. So a lot of it, you do lose skill, like timing and stuff like that you start to lose because there are specific tricks that need um, specific timing, but your hands almost just exactly remember what, where they're supposed to go at what time. Um, it's kind of crazy. That's, that's so cool. Yeah. That's just the power of habit and action, I guess. Yes. Okay. So, um, 
you know, about you as kind of a player, what unique skills do you think you have that help you be so successful? Um, I think it's my stubbornness <laughs> um, and, and kind of like, I, I, I can have a bit of like an obsessive, not, not obsessive, but more of like an addictive personality. So if I really get into something, I try to get into it as much as I possibly can. Um, and that kind of, it always been like rocking around in the back of my brain that like, I kind of wanted to start running something. I just didn't know what. Um, and then once, once this, once this game came to me, I kind of went full bore into it. Um, and then the stubbornness in me was to like, you, you get a personal best or a PB as runners will say. Um, and then you go, you remember every little thing you did wrong and you go, well, I can easily do better than that one because I knew what I did wrong here. And, and, and it becomes an obsession to, to get those parts right and fix those things that went wrong because you know you can get a better time. Okay. Now, what, uh, what do you think it would take for another game to come along and knock you out, move to somewhere else? <sighs> That's a really tough question. People have asked me that before. Um, I was asked a lot when Resident Evil 2 Remake came out if I was going to start speedrunning that. And I, kinda, I never say no. Um, because I, just like how this game just kind of fell into my lap, I, I don't, I don't know if something will, I'm sure something will. Um, I have my eyes set on potentially doing Resident Evil 3 remake, just because that game was really special to me. And it was the first Resident Evil I'd ever played. Um, and then if RE8 ends up being first person, I might do that. Um, I could do Final Fantasy 7 remake, who knows? Um, it just something needs to capture my time and effort the way RE7 does. Okay, wonderful. Now, for someone who's interested in getting into speedrunning, what kind of resources can you recommend for them? Um, the game that you like, find the Discord. Um, I think that was really beneficial. Uh, one, of my, one of my early followers um, and buddy of mine had mentioned to me when I started running, um, he was like, hey, you should join the RE7 Discord. They might be able to help you out with certain things. And I was kind of like in a place where I was like, I don't really want to like, I don't really want to like talk to people. <laughs> like I was like, I was going through a rough time and I was just like, I don't feel like making new friends or anything like that. I was like, ah, whatever. So I did it one day and it turned out to be the best decision because everyone in that community was so super helpful. And I didn't say much, but when I asked a question, they were so quick to respond and help me and send me a video or send me an explanation. Um, so that to me is one of the first things you should do is join the Discord of that game's speedrun. Okay. Um, and also look at top runners, right? M majority of the time, the game that you want to start running was probably run at a GDQ and, or some sort of marathon comparable to GDQ. Um, try to look that up. Um, they tend to do really good on the couch to explain the tricks, to explain um, how they're doing things. Of course, there's stuff that you have to break down piece by piece, but they do have, they have a really good overview of, of how a run should go. Um, and, just, and, and, and just look at other runners, watch their videos, excuse me, watch their videos, watch what they do. Um, you'd be surprised how much you can learn. Me watching uh, Ross's runs um, really helped me a lot, so. All right. Have you had the pleasure of going to GDQ? I have not. I plan on it at some point. Oh, me as well. That's GDQ is really what got me back into the kind of the gaming. It took me out of being just an attorney business coach and like, I really love video games. And I just, you get sucked into it, right? You do. You know, yeah, you do. Game after game after game. And they just fly through it. And you're like, I played that as a child. It took me seven weeks to beat and you did it in 30 minutes. What the heck? Right. And then you watch like the bad games too. Like I have an affinity for Pac-Man 2. 
um, for Super Nintendo and Genesis. It is a horrible game. It's like a point and click Pac-Man game, but it, it's full of so much like character. And I had watched years ago, someone do like, they do like the awful games done quick, which is like the really late night one um, during uh, AGDQ. And they did Pac-Man too. And I'm like, this game, I don't even know how long it took me. And this was done in like 10, 15 minutes. And it's amazing. I love every second of this. Well, I have to say, I think my worst uh, awful games done quick was Avoid the Noid. Oh my God. Having, I remember having that as a kid. It was so it's bad. so bad. It's such a bad game. And they made a sequel to it too. And I couldn't even believe they did that. Like the Domino's mascot got a game. Like what? I really wish they'd bring that back, honestly. I know. The Noid. Well, I mean, <laughs> if, if, uh, if, um, there's a few games that came back. Uh, 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 the uh, what was the cat? Um, the the cat with the t-shirt with the exclamation point on it. Bubsy. Bubsy. Um, yes. If Bubsy can come back, so can the Noid. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's uh, talk about your stream a little bit more. What's uh, something that you wish you had known when you were first starting that you, you know now? Um, audio issues are going to plague you no matter what. <laughs> it doesn't matter how great your setup is, how long you've been doing it. Audio will always be your enemy. Well, how do you compensate for that? Like what kinds of things pop up and how do you fix it? Um, a lot of the times th there's, um, anytime I run into an issue when it comes to streaming, I will go to YouTube. YouTube has been my biggest ally. Um, there's a few YouTubers, um, like gaming careers and stuff like that who've been really uh, helpful in, in, in just making videos that go like, hey, like this is what your settings could potentially be. This is what it should look like. Obviously you test it out, but this is what it should look like for the most part. Um, so, so stuff like that has been really helpful to me. Okay, wonderful. Now, um, say someone like me, I don't have a stream, but maybe I'm considering starting a stream. I'm, I'm looking around at all the different streamers and resources online. Would you have any advice for someone who's brand new, just about to get into it? Um, do not worry about your view count. Um, that's probably the biggest hurdle I think a lot of people have mentally when it comes to streaming. Um, they'll see their view count hover at like zero one maybe one of your close friends will come in and hang out for a little bit don't worry about that essentially pretend like it's not there if people talk by all means talk to them but essentially act as if you're the only one in the room and you're talking to yourself and you're just playing um because if you if you harp on your view count it's you're never going to get past that hurdle you're you're gonna you're gonna stick at zero you're gonna stick at one and and it's just gonna eat away at you. um and the other thing would be if you do get a higher view count because of a raid or a host prepare yourself that it will drop back down almost immediately because that's how hosts and raids work people think that like oh if i get hosted or raided by someone with 100 viewers that those 100 viewers will hang out with me and they'll all sub to me and they'll all uh, they'll all follow me and no, they won't. Um, maybe one or two of them will, uh, but for the most part, they won't. Don't get discouraged by things like that. Focus on the game you're playing and anyone who is in there. Don't worry about trying to get more people in right away. It'll come, it'll come in time. When you find your niche, when you find um, what you really want to focus on, those people will come to you. All right. That's some wonderful advice. Thank you. Now let's talk about you. You as a person, uh, actually as a gamer, I want your gaming cred. When did you first start playing video games? Um, my earliest memories was, I want to say 
89, maybe 90. So I was like two or three. Um, I, there's pictures of me, um, very young, sitting in front of a big um, tube TV, the ones that would sit on the floor um, with, with the dials, uh, sitting playing Mario Brothers 1 with the controller upside down. I don't know why I used to do that, but I would play with the controller upside down and I would get mad at anyone who would try to play it the right way. I don't know why. Um, so that was probably my earliest memory. And then getting a Sega Genesis was probably my, my second earliest memory. All right, so Nintendo or Sega, which is it? <sighs> I really love Sonic. <laughs> um, but there's so many good things that were on both of them. I tend to be more nostalgic for the Genesis though. Okay, all right. Hopefully you don't get too much hate for that. I probably will, and that's fine. That's okay. <laughs> um, so are there any games coming out that you're looking forward to? I know you're kind of like a one-game kind of guy, but you mentioned a few. Um, there's actually uh, plenty. So I'm a really big Dragon Ball fan, so Kakarot um, looks like it's going to be something I'm going... That might be the game that I sink a lot of time into. Um, it's an open-world Dragon Ball game. Like, how could I not want that? right? Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. That's probably the thing I'm looking forward to the most. Um, Resident Evil 3 Remake, uh, Final Fantasy 7 Remake, um, Animal Crossing, that's a big one too. Um, and then uh, I've never played a Xenoblade game, but one of my friends and viewers, Rosa, is a really big Xenoblade Chronicles uh, fan, and she is making sure that I play that. So I'm looking forward to that too. Yeah, one or two. Um, whatever the, I think it's the remake of one or like the okay. HD version of one. That, that one was good. I dumped at least a hundred hours into it myself. Oh, okay. Perfect. Yeah. It's, there's enough to do that. You like get lost in all the side quests. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Okay. Um, how about this? What's your favorite? I already asked you that. Um, let's ask you this. I want to humble you a little bit if that's okay. Okay. So it sounds like you've, you've had some success at what you do and you're, you're fairly accomplished at it, but what's something you failed at? Jeez. Um, as far as streaming goes? No, just generally. Um, I don't know. You know what it is? Like, and, 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 and I've read the question. I've kind of thought about it. And like, there's nothing that like really pops out into my head because my mentality is so, and, and I know that can kind of change as, as time goes on. But if, if I've failed at something, I'll maybe harp on it for like a few days but eventually I kind of just kind of push forward and I don't really think too much about it um, and then just continue on. So there's nothing that really pops out in, the, in my head that goes like, oh, I definitely failed at that. I mean, yeah, really nothing. I, I, my mentality is just to keep going. That's, so. perfect. That's wonderful. That's a great mentality to have. Now, do you have any advice on how people can get that mentality? Because not <laughs> um, everybody feels that way. <laughs> um, I, I've been through a lot, and I think that's probably what it is. Um, um, I, it, it's funny because you tweeted something earlier uh, that I noticed about, like, everyone's gone through some sort of pain in their life. Um, and I think that's kind of what did it for me is I've had moments of loss and stuff like that that have kind of just made me go, like, okay, you accept how things are, and now they're, they're, they're essentially different, but you need to adapt to that difference. And, and it's almost like you need to like not care about it and just focus on doing what you wanna do. I don't know if that makes any sense, but that's kind of how it fits in my head. 
Absolutely. And then the tweet was, um, we've all had some pain in our lives. And the real question is whether you allow it to hold you back or it drives mm -hmm. you forward. Mm -hmm. So that was it. Yeah, that's wonderful. Okay. So um, how about currently? I want to ask currently, what's something you're not good at? I'm asking because I want my viewers to understand not everybody is perfect. Mm -hmm. That even people who are, you know, fourth place in the world at a video game might have things they're not necessarily good at now. Um, I think the, the, the thing that can be difficult is I think right now when it, at least when it comes to streaming as well too, is, is the balance of having a 40 hour job and then also wanting to stream. And right now it's, I'm, I'm in retail, right. Without giving anything away. And, um, the thing that becomes obnoxious about that is right now we're in the holiday season. So that gets ramped up. Um, and you get very tired from all of that once you get home from work. And the last thing you want to do is sit in front of three monitors and play a game and talk and, and try to be somewhat entertaining, right? Um, you just kind of want to lay in bed, turn the lights off and go, well, I have to do this again tomorrow. Um, and I, lately I haven't been very good at being able to juggle the two. I think, I think once, once this holiday season's over, I'll be able to settle out. Um, but I think right now that's been the thing I've been the worst at. Okay. What kind of coping mechanisms are you using to get over that? So one of the things is, um, if, if I'm not up for streaming, what I, what I'll still do is I'll still play a game with some of those viewers. So along the way I've, I've made really good friends, um, in streaming, um, Rosa lethal. Um, and what we'll do is if I don't feel like streaming either, lethal will stream and i'll we'll, we'll be on discord and we'll still be a part of the stream so i kind of feel like i'm still doing it um but i'm not like on camera i'm not like i if i want to be a mess i can be a mess right you just have to hear me um, <laughs> so like it's it's not that big of a deal um so that kind of helps it, it helps you go like okay to get the energy to get up and do it so that maybe tomorrow you'll have the energy to be able to, to actually start streaming um, or just playing a game with them because then you feel like you're still communicating with your community who you love really. And I do, I love them really dearly. Um, and to be able to, to still do something with them, even if it's not on stream. Okay. Let's, uh, let's talk about the community for a second. What's the community like? Um, as far as mine goes, it's been, um, words can't describe some, some of the things that have been like amazing about my community so far. It's a small one, right? Um, but they've been really impactful on me and I feel like I've been just as impactful on some of them. Um, and like I said, like, you know, the, the last year or so has been, you know, hasn't, hasn't been the greatest. Like I've had some hardships and they don't know, same thing with, with the speedrunning community, right. With, with RE7 and the people that have, that have come into to my inner circle um, to quote Chris Jericho, my inner circle um, has been amazing and they don't know how much they've helped me to to have the energy to continue and move forward um and and being able to do that for them really is 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 really special to me so i absolutely adore the the people that have come in rosa lethal yassi flirp all of them uh crunch hound red they've they've all been so good at 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 keeping me sane and helping me in a time where they didn't know that i needed help Okay, that's wonderful. So um, how is the speedrunning community? Is it fairly siloed in each game or is there like a general speedrunning community? 
Um, yeah, I would say it's pretty siloed. I would say it, it's pretty separate. So, um, series kind of blend together. Um, so like there, there's like the Resident Evil speedrun community. There's a Mario speedrun community. Um, you know, there's Sonic, whatever. So it's, it's almost segmented into series and then it's broken down even further into games of the series. Okay. Um, that's wonderful. So your your specific stream, your chat, good chat or bad chat? I would say overall it's good. Okay. Now what's the best compliment they've ever given you? Um, so again, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying not to make it, I'm trying to make it more uplifting than it is dark, but so um, the, the best thing that I've had. So, so um, one of the things uh, to backtrack a little bit, one of the things that, that, uh, that's been really pushing me forward lately is like I've said, like I'm, I'm a really big Linkin Park fan and, and um, the loss of, of Chester Bennington hurt me a lot, right? Like it really affected me. And one of the things that always bugged me was the fact that how good he was to everybody in, in that fan base and to everybody and how he gave everything he had to them. And when it came time for him to be able to need help, there weren't people that were there to help him. And, and that had always eaten away at me still does to this day. Right. And, um, so I don't want to say recently, but within the last year, um, one of, and I'm not going to name any names. One of, one of my, uh, uh, followers slash community slash friends, um, had said to me in private, um, if it, if it wasn't for you and the people in this community, I still wouldn't be here. And, and that to me, makes it feel like I carried on something that like that, that Chester and his whole thing had, had brought on to me and the Lincoln Park fan base is to help people. And, and, and if people need help to be able to lend a hand to them. And when, when that was said to me that, that made it, even if it's just one person, like that to me meant the world to me. That's so great. That must be yeah. so wonderful. Yeah. It, yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> now on the flip side, what's the worst trolling you've ever received? um none of them have been like extremely bad right so we had and and this person i will name because they have eight thousand names so who knows what they go by at this point but they went they went by a name that involved the word mystic right um we later found out it was some kid but um he would make multiple accounts and then like mess with us i had another buddy named nintendo jim um, who was also, uh, he, he was a church team. He doesn't really do it so much anymore. Um, he was the guy who predicted the Wii um, in, in like Nintendo Power years ago. Um, if you look him up, uh, little Jimmy P, I think he went by in the Nintendo Power years ago. Um, but uh, he would come into our chats. He would make different names. He would say weird things. He would get banned. He would come back with another name, try to apologize, then say something dumb, get banned again. Um, we tend to have like, we're, excuse me, we're, we're, we're pretty open with, with what you want to talk about. Like, it's okay to like talk about whatever we, we tend to steer clear of like politics and stuff like that, but, um, we're, we're pretty cool with it. Right. But like, if you start doing like hateful stuff or like slanderous stuff, then you're just, you're just, there's no tolerance, right. You're just gone. Um, and that's what he would do. He would, he would be normal and then just say something stupid and we're like, all right, cool. You got to go. Bye. But he would just keep, and then, then he would start giving us bits to kind of like make it like, oh, hey, I'm paying, like everything's cool, right? And it's like, no, it's not. Like, first of all, thanks for the money. But at the same time, like, no, like we don't- You're not turning tricks here. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, and then you find out he's like, 
a 16 year old kid and it's like, well, where are you getting like, obviously like Twitch, you, you can get free bits. So I, I later learned that's where he was getting them from, but I was just like, what is he taking money and then just like paying people? Like, what is he doing? Um, that was probably the worst. I don't get it that badly. I think, I think the people who get it badly are the ones who really, really open themselves up or, um, just chatting female. So you spoke to, to Navi. I think she gets it way more than I would. Um, just being a female, they tend to get it worse. And I think it's the dumbest thing ever. Um, I think that kind of needs to stop, but I, I don't get it nearly as bad as, as her or, or someone else. Okay, wonderful. So you sound like you're fairly involved in the, the streaming community. You've, you've watched all the people, you're engaged with other people. What's something that you, you see people doing wrong that you, know, you would want to give them advice on? Um, I think the, the, the more you grow is to, and, and I feel like that kind of happens when people always say that, like when, when you get famous, make sure you remember me, right? Um, you tend to, I, I've noticed streamers who were on your level um, where they didn't pull in a lot of viewers. They were, you know, they were sitting around the same and then they get a spike, right? And then they get this and then they get that. And then they kind of, like, it, it makes it sound like I'm saying like, you should, you should extend your hand and pull everyone up with you. But that's kind of what I mean. Like, I'm not saying give handouts, right? But like, once you get into a group, it tends to get really clickish. And it's funny because that's the name of like our like group is the click. We, we took it from, from an old WWE thing. Um, but, uh, you know, but it's, it's almost to make fun of that. Like once you get in a group, you tend to ignore the people that you were kind of coming up with because they're not in that group anymore and you only focus on that group. So when you see streamers with like under, the, under their name, you'll see like, oh, they're in this clan or they're in this group. They only help each other out. They don't help out other people that were along the ride with them or at least lifting them up with them. Not necessarily helping, but I'm, I'm trying to explain it in a way where it doesn't sound like I'm saying like give handouts. That's not what I mean but like appreciating the people who are along with you and being able to lift them up with you. Sure. You see a lot of people not doing that. Okay. That's some, that's wonderful advice. And hopefully people, you know, watching this, if they someday become big, they remember that because, you know, I think, uh, you, the, the heads that you step on up the ladder are all the people you have to apologize to on the way down. Right. Yeah. How the saying goes. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty much what it is. Yeah. Okay. Well, this has been a wonderful interview. Thank you so much, LP. I really do appreciate this. Now, Thank how you. do people find you? How do they get in touch with you? What, where are you at on social media? Um, it's all LP soldiers, zero three, zero three. Okay. Easy enough. Yeah, it's on, yeah, it's on all of them. Same thing all across the board. All right. Now, is there anything else you wanted to talk about before we wrap this up? Um, I do want to mention because I have to, um, that the original design for Sonic the Hedgehog in the movie um, is the superior design. And everyone who said that the new one is uh, good is wrong. Um, <laughs> I have a running joke that the original Sonic is my son. Um, <laughs> so I have to say that, that, that the old Sonic is the better Sonic. And as they say, everybody has an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> right? All right. Well, thank you so much. We really do appreciate it. Thank you for all of your wonderful advice and, and kind of showing us what the speed roaming community is all, is all about. Yeah. All right. With that, I'm going to say you take it easy now. Hey, if you like this podcast, I'd love to invite you to check out a little bit more about me, Dr. Bradford Carlton, Gamerpreneur. 
If you go to my website, www.thegamerpreneur.com slash bonus, I'm going to give you a free copy of my book, The Warcraft of Business, where I explain my history in both gaming and business and how I brought the two together in order to create some very successful companies and help a lot of people. And all you got to do is pay for shipping and processing, and I'll send you this book. I, I absolutely know you're going to love it. All right. You all take it easy.